Welcome to the Discovering Our Scars podcast, where we have honest conversations about things that make us different. I'm Steph. And I'm Beth. I've been in recovery for 13 plus years and recently wrote a book, Discovering My Scars, about my mental health struggles, experiences, and faith. I'm a lawyer turned pastor who's all about self-awareness and emotional health because I know what it's like to have neither of those things. Beth and I have been friends for six years, have gone through a recovery program together, and when I wanted to start a podcast, she was the only name that came to my mind as co-host. I didn't hesitate to say yes, because I've learned a lot from honest conversations with Steph over the years. We value honest conversations, and we hope you do too. That's why we do this, and we why we want you to be part of what we are discussing today. What is our topic today, Steph? Well, Beth, today we have titled this episode, Beth, You're Draining Me. <laughs> Introvert versus extrovert. <laughs> and when you say we have titled the episode that... We agreed, right? We did agree. Yeah, yeah we, we agreed. agreed. And it is a little bit of a funny title. I don't mean you're draining me, Beth. We're referring to um, introverts and extroverts and how they gain energy. And that's basically what we're going to talk about today is one of my missions in life is to change how people look and perceive introverts. Because I've had so many people, I've been in conversation with people... And I'm talking to them, someone new, and it just happens to come up that I'm intro introvert. And they say, oh, you're not an introvert. Look how much you're talking to me. And I just say, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I say it in my head. It's frustrating to me because I think people are using the words incorrectly. And while well, I know they're using it incorrectly in, in a lot of ways. And so I want to talk about really what introvert and extrovert mean and how being an introvert is not a debilitating diagnosis of any sort. <laughs> Nor is being an extrovert. It is also not, uh, there's also nothing wrong with being an extrovert. Because you're just a little extra and nothing wrong with that. On behalf of extroverts everywhere, I say, we are okay. <laughs> and we are okay with introverts and you, being introverts. Thank you. I was going to say, and you applaud us as well. You see the need for us as well. Of course. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Together, we make the world go round. Introverts and extroverts together. Extroverts doing all the talking. <laughs> introverts doing all the listening. But I'd like to say something, Beth. Oh, look, you left some space for me to talk. Thank you. Oh, you're a good extrovert. Well, I wanted to start by talking about where this comes from. Like, do you just determine you're an introvert or an extrovert? I think you could, I guess, by reading about it. But for me, the way I learned really about this, and, and this is a... Introvert and extrovert is a personality trait. It's not something that you necessarily can change about yourself. It's it's your natural tendencies. And the way I learned about it is from a test, a psychological test called the Myers-Briggs test report. I think it's actually the Myers-Briggs personality inventory. Got it. There you go. See, that's what it's called. But I just call it, if you Google Myers-Briggs, it will come up. Yeah. But it's a test that anyone can take. Um, you can Google it and, and find it. I actually, I've taken it three times in my lifetime. I took it first in 2004. And I believe my dad gave me the test because I was curious about my personality type. And he's a psychologist. So he, and that's what he does is he gives tests. So he, he had access to it. And then I took it, um, Another time, and then I took it in 2011 with, I did some leadership training at my job with Apple, and we took the test. And every single time, I've come up with the same exact four personality characteristics, and um, which is ISTJ. Well, I will say that I also have taken it many times. I took it most recently in 2017, and I was an ESFJ. So E or I, extrovert, introvert. So I came out 
pretty much all the way over on the extrovert scale. You came out pretty much all the way on the introvert. Oh, no, there's no other way to go beyond where I am. <laughs> I'm as introverted as you can. And then the N would be intuitive. Uh, the S would be sensing. The T would be thinking. F would be feeling. J is judging. P is perceiving. So say again what you are. I'm an ISTJ. And I'm an ESFJ, although my yeah. one of, one of so, mine changes from time to time. We're not going to get into the details of the the other letters today. We're really going to focus on the the I and the E. But I do encourage you anytime. I, I love any kind of test that helps me learn more about myself. I lo- There's a lot of other tests out there uh, that you can take and kind of get an idea of yourself. I always encourage that. I love to, to take them and kind of get an idea of the type of personality and learn about people in my life as well, because that helps me communicate with them better. Yeah. And it's meant to be descriptive. It's not to, it's not meant to be prescriptive or predictive. So it's not meant to tell you this is who you have to be. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like being right-handed or left-handed. Yeah. It, exactly. This is just your preference. This is your natural tendencies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's really dig into introvert and extrovert. Uh, one of the, that's a big thing for me is what it really means. I think there's this misnomer that it means that you are really talkative or you are really shy. You can talk to anybody. You aren't able to talk to other people. Is that accurate, Beth? No, that's not what it's about. So people will think, well, an extrovert is someone who's outgoing and an introvert is someone who is shy. But actually what these describe is really how do you get energy? Are you more energized when you are around people or are you more energized when you have time alone? Exactly. So for me, I have no problem being around large groups of people. I don't enjoy it in the sense of I'm excited and like, oh, yay, people talking, talking. I'm going to stay out all night. Um, the more I'm around groups, bigger groups of people, the more I just feel drained. And it's not that I don't enjoy that time, but I feel like, okay, it's time for me to be by myself. And when I'm by myself, I get, I recharge and I get my energy back. And I, that's for me how I like to recharge like my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I recharge by being with large groups of people. Like I pull energy from other people, which actually sounds kind of awful. It makes me sound like I'm draining other people's batteries, which I don't mean to do. It's just. Well, and that's where the title comes from is it's a little, it's a little bit of a joke because you don't really do that to me. You know, Beth, you're draining me. We're basically extroverts can, yeah, extroverts can drain introverts easily if not both being (laughs) self-aware. Right. True. One sort of shorthand that I, I don't know if this works scientifically, but I wonder if as people are thinking about, am I an introvert or an extrovert? One of the things that we've talked about is watching TV, you mm. know, or, or like watching Netflix. Yeah. Like, do you want to do that alone or do you want to do it with a group of people? And I think it's more fun with a group of people. And I like that we like would interact as things were happening. And I get the sense that that wouldn't be fun <laughs> for you. My very favorite show still to this day is Gilmore Girls. I love that thing. And I used to watch it when it was like the episodes were new when it was first showing. And my mom liked the show too, but I wouldn't let her watch it with me because it was such my favorite show that I didn't want. I don't like watching shows with people because their reactions can influence what my reaction will be. And so I'm not sure if my reaction is a real reaction that I really feel or if I'm it's based on their reaction. So that's why I don't like to watch shows with them. So I don't know if that's an introvert and extrovert thing, but that's why I like watching things alone. So I don't. But if you have a, the same reaction, a shared reaction, isn't that exciting? 
Yeah, I guess it could be exciting. But again, I like for me, we were talking earlier, we're talking about like, for me, I could be alone all day and be like, I am good. This was a good day. But for you, what's the max you could be alone? I mean, I really don't want to be alone for more than a couple of hours at a time. Uh, And if I had to be with people like every couple hours, oh, I was just thinking about that. Like, oh my goodness, being forced to do that. No, I don't enjoy that. Which is why I really love uh, being self-employed and working from home because I am not forced to have those like daily interactions. Although I like people, I don't want this to sound like, you know, I do like people, but I like them on, uh, in certain, certain amounts. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not how you get your energy. That's not what recharges your battery. Exactly. Yeah. And when I have more energy, I can get more done and I just have more productive day. So you just mentioned that you are self-employed and so you get to work alone a lot, but that hasn't always been the case. You know, you've worked in corporate America, you've worked for nonprofits. So has there ever been a time when this was an issue for you at work, you know, being an introverted person? Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting when after I took the test and realized I was a introvert, which I knew, uh, then I was really just curious about the people around me and the people I worked with. And something I really stood out to me is my my store leader at Apple was an extrovert, super extroverted, like as much as an introvert. I was on this one side. He was all the way opposite on the other side. And what I started to notice is we would be in a meeting together, one on one meeting, and he would not stop talking. He would just keep talking and talking and talking. Mm -hmm. And I never could get a a good get a word in because he was always talking. Mm -hmm. And as an introvert, I need space. I'm not going to interrupt because I think that's rude. And I need space to actually say what I'm saying. And so what I noticed about him being an extreme extrovert is he said anything that popped in his head. So for me, I, as an introvert, I think through and process in my head what I'm going to say. And then I say it, I don't process it out loud, but he did process out loud. And he eventually, as, as I, when I would finally get a word in, he would say, wow, oh, that's a great idea. Oh my goodness. Wow. And he would start to realize when he gave me that space, I had really good ideas and I had something to share. We started to learn each other. He would stop talking. He would say, I'm going to stop talking now because I know you have something that you need to say and it's going to be great. And he would allow me the process time and he didn't allow me to say it. And so we actually got a really good uh, working relationship going when we took the time to understand each other. Because at first he was overwhelming to me because he was so there. I mean, I was getting drained just trying to keep up because as, as an introvert, like I want to take in everything he's saying, but he doesn't necessarily, everything he's saying is not something I need to take in. And he knows that. And he is just processing out loud, but I'm trying to take it all in and process it myself. And then, and then I'm just drained because I've had used all this brain power. And so he started to learn that he needs to stop talking so that I can process my stuff and then say it. And then we had a really good working relationship. That was one of the hard things to to leave my job at Apple was I was leaving, you know, working with him and the kind of great um, relationship we had created. And, and so that was like my first big instance working with an extrovert on our personality types, like actually being in tune to that and not just like uh, stomping over each other, but really having a mutual respect for each other and trying to understand each other so that we could work together better. And ultimately because we both brought something different to the table, like we had really great ideas because we were able to work together. And I think there's so much value in all different types of personalities coming to the table and not just a whole group of extroverts, a whole group of introverts, but having, having that balance and understanding each other. When I started seminary, this, the very first thing that we did together pretty much was 
everybody had to take Myers-Briggs and they actually divided the room. Like the extroverts mm-hmm. had to stand on one side and the introverts had to stand on the other side. But one of the things that I learned as we kind of moved through this process of understanding our personality types is as an extrovert, if I'm interrupting someone to me, I'm trying to communicate, Oh, I'm really interested in what you're saying. What I learned is that introverts think being interrupted is rude. Of course they think it's rude. Like it is rude, but as an extrovert, I wasn't intending to be rude. I really was trying to show interest. And so I have trained myself to not interrupt And to at least apologize if I make a mistake and I interrupt, but to really be intentional about communicating the fact that I am listening, but to communicate that without words, (laughs) because people don't like to be interrupted, apparently. (laughs) And that's something that I've noticed about you, Beth. Actually, we talked about this, you know, a little while back, we talked about, I asked you, I said, are you an introvert or extrovert? Because I didn't know. Because you've done so much work trying to learn how to listen well and talk well with an introvert. And so I really appreciate that, that you've recognized, oh, these are things I need to work on and I want to work on them and I want to be able to have conversations with all different types of people. So I applaud you for that. I, um, you've done so well that I didn't even know that you were so extroverted. Now I, now I know. She's very <laughs> extra. And it's in the best of ways. Well, thank you. Thank you. I have... It, it it does just go to show like you can learn. Well, you can always learn something mm-hmm. new, but you can learn the advantages and disadvantages of your. I apologize. If you hear some whining, that is my dog. She needs to be pet and I'm so sorry. I will pet her now. Go talk, Beth. Go. Today she's an extrovert and today she needs attention. So yeah, you could, you can learn how to, you can learn the strengths and, and weaknesses of, all the aspects of your personality and you can really try to address those. And that's why self-awareness is so great because it can improve your interpersonal relationships and that makes everything better, I think. So do you have a a pet peeve about how introverts are perceived? Because I definitely have a pet peeve about how extroverts are perceived. I feel like introverts are sometimes seen as less than and are not valued in, in work settings and situations because it takes a little bit of time to understand an introvert. It takes a little bit of time to get to know us and to be able to hear our brilliance. And I feel like sometimes the world, the society, we're so fast paced that introverts can get pushed aside. There is value in introverts where it bring a lot to the table. There's a lot of really famous, important people in history that are introverts. There's just as much as there are extroverts. All right, Beth. So you said you had something. So... The question was, do you think extroverts are perceived in a certain way that you are a pet peeve? Well, my pet peeve would be that extroverts are perceived as always being extra, as in too much. And I don't think that that necessarily has to be the case. I, I do think it's you know not okay to interrupt people. And I had to learn that, but I could learn it. And I think other people could learn it too. And there are, um, there are, there are good things about being an extrovert. I think that we are pretty good at lightening the mood when it needs to be lightened. I think that we are easy to be friends with because, um, well, I mean, we will provide all the words. Nobody has to even provide the words. We will do all of that. But I think, but I think, uh, yeah, my pet peeve would be that we're perceived as too much. When you were saying that, it reminded me that um, I have um, a group of 10 ladies from high school that we were just really, really good friends. And we called ourselves the 10 ladies because, hey, that was cute. (laughs) It's so cute. We still hang out. 
but one of our friends is, we're all pretty introverted, and one of our friends is pretty extroverted, and she was the one that brought us all together. If she hadn't, if it hadn't been for her, we wouldn't have been friends. Like when we trace back, it's like, oh yeah, she brought us to her, she brought us to her. So yeah, there's so much value in having extroverts, especially in in a friend group to to kind of bring y'all together and remind you guys to hang out and get out of your heads. Come on, let's be together. So yes, I have some some good extroverts in my life, you being one of them. Thank you. And the extrovert is going to be driven to do that because they get energy by having Mm -hmm. the whole group together. And so they're motivated to get everyone to spend time together. So it is good to have at least one extrovert (laughs) in your, in your friend group. Is there a difference then in, um, in how we feel about small talk? Like I, I love small talk. I'm happy to just walk up to someone. Oh my gosh. Oh (laughs) goodness. I've never heard someone say they love small talk. Really? Is that true? You just had a very physical reaction. It was almost vomit. Yes, you're right. It's like the worst small talk. Sorry. Go ahead. Ask the question. Yeah, no small. I mean, small talk is enjoyable to me. Like, like to just catch up with someone or, or just, you know, I don't mind just talking about the weather or how they feel about the weather or, do they really love humidity? You know, people have very strong feelings about humidity. And I have to say, I really love humidity. So like I get off the plane in Tallahassee and I'm always like, yay, air I can drink. Like this is the way air should be. And other people don't feel that way about humidity. I really am happy to make small talk. Beth, I just learned so many new things about you today <laughs> in this one moment. And I'm just like trying to step back. Wow. Wow. Number one, small talk is the worst to me. I try to avoid small talk at every single step I can. When I talk about the weather, it pains me so much. I do talk about it because you have to do small talk in some ways. But when my barista asked me, you know, how was your weekend? Oh, my gosh. First of all, (laughs) you won't remember back two days. That's tough. Second of all, second of all, you don't care. (laughs) Why do you think that your barista doesn't care how your weekend was? I just don't know that they really care. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that most baristas are extroverts. I'm just Uh going to, it might not be true. It might be true. Somebody could call in and tell us that I'm way off on this, but I'm going to guess based on my personal experience and interactions that most of them are are extroverts. And so when they're like, Hey, how was your weekend? They really do want to know like, Hey, did you have a good weekend? It doesn't mean that they want to know, you know, an agenda of everything you did, but, but that's part of the problem too, is they want a little chunk, a little nugget of information that they can then talk some more about. And I just don't think in little chunk nuggets, small talks. I'm like, well, this weekend, like, and then I think, do they really want to know how much time do we have? Should I really tell them? Or should I just say it was good? Oh, what'd you do? And then I might have to, I don't know. Small talk is hard for me. So I don't know. If that's a normal thing, but it is for me. And also humidity, girl, <laughs> no, there is nothing good about humidity besides you don't have to shower because you shower when you walk outside. Just like <laughs> how moist can it be out here? I'm not a big fan, but I tolerate it because I'm from Florida. I think humidity is great in a lot of ways. I really prefer humidity. You know, we should do an episode about humidity because you enjoy small talk. That would be our um, episode. It would just all be about the small talk of humidity. <laughs> and I will probably not be in part of that episode because boring. <laughs> Me, small talk is like, um, is very passive and it's things people don't care about. That's how I look at small talk. So for me, I try to avoid it as much as I can 
I want to have a conversation with somebody, but I want it to be a real conversation. So like I try not to small talk with my friends. I try to always have something that I can ask them that I'm genuinely interested in. So like if I saw like on, you know, Facebook that they, you know, just grew loofahs. My friend has a loofah plant. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I do have to. That's a thing. Like you can grow loofah. Yes, you can grow loofah. She did it and it's done it. And she has like a lot of loofah. I know how exciting. I want some loofah now. That's yeah, me too. But see, so I would ask her about the loofah. I wouldn't ask her about the weather <laughs> unless the weather was impacted. The loofah was impacted by the weather. You know, you don't know. To me, if I know that she grows loofah and I ask her about it, then that is not small talk. That is having a genuine conversation because I'm genuinely interested in it because I saw it on Facebook. It was interesting to me that you said that small talk to you, you're trying to process a lot of things. When the barista says, how was your weekend? You're thinking, how much time do we have? How much do they really want to know? Wait, what did I do this weekend? Wait, was it good? Like you're processing. Is that not normal? Because that. that happens every single time. Is that normal? Do you not do that? Right. So I wonder if that is a difference between introverts and extroverts where I'm just like immediately going to go with my gut answer. And I may verbally process it to the point that I've said something different by the time I get around to the end of the conversation, right? And be like, yeah, I had a great weekend. Oh, no. You know what happened? I had to go to a funeral and that wasn't great. Like, I don't I don't know. Hmm. I don't mind just saying the first thing that comes to mind. It's just it's like a puppy. It's just like, whatever. I'm excited about life and I'll tell you about it. So maybe I am a little extra hmm. in the best way, though. I don't see extra as like it's always negative. So you think that society perceives extroverts as being in some ways better, but as an extrovert, I think society sees introverts as being better, that introverts are more thoughtful, and that means that they're smarter. Well, I got to tell you, Beth, I can't, um, I can't say no to that. <laughs> that sounds very accurate to me. I, yeah, I can't say that I see it that way because I guess I'm only seeing it through introverted eyes. I see the opposite of that. I see society thinking extroverts are great and da da da. Maybe the right expression is the grass is always greener on the other side. We think. We think, yeah. Society perceives the other side's grass greener than our side. So have you had to teach the extroverts in your life like me? Have you had to teach us how to have a conversation? I have spent the time trying to educate extroverts on how to talk to me and me figuring out how to talk to them. Like I mentioned with my boss, a lot of the times I will identify an extrovert in my life, especially if it's someone new in my life, I'll identify them. And I usually can identify it because I'm feeling drained at the end of having an interaction with them. And so that's something that I try to be self-aware of. If they're not necessarily changing their habits, I will try to change mine and just be very aware and set boundaries when I'm having, because I want them to be friends. You know, I like being friends with them, but I'll set boundaries where I'll have like at a certain time, I will make sure I leave at a certain time. You know, I will set up times to interact with them where I know that I have a, an out and I'm not kind of stuck and feeling like I'm just getting too drained, but I do have extroverts in my life and I have a couple of self-aware extroverts in my life. One is staring at me right now (laughs) and I really appreciate having people with different personality types in my life because I feel like that brings a lot of value and I can see the world in a whole different way through their eyes. And my um, Celebrate Recovery sponsor, she's an extrovert too. She's like more extroverted than you, like crazy extroverted, which seems like when I think about it, I'm like, how do we work? But we work. It's perfect. She's like amazing and exactly what I need in a sponsor. So I um, really appreciate the experts I have in my life. 
Yeah, she's self-aware enough that her extroversion doesn't get in your way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you tend to gravitate towards extroverted friends, introverted? Does that come into play when you are looking at new friends? Well, as I sit here and think about it, I think most of my friends are introverts. Interesting. I, I don't know why that is. Because they give you a lot of space to talk? Maybe. <laughs> That's an interesting question. I wonder if you ask extrovert, extroverts in general if they more of their friends are introverts. I would say most of my friends are introverts, actually. For me, I like having introverted friends because it's like no pressure. It's like when I, after I spend time with them, although when it's two introverts, sometimes it's like we don't have a lot to talk about because like we're thinking so much that we're just, there's just silence because <laughs> we're just processing, which is refreshing for my brain. I can just process and sit with another person. So for me, it's just like, it's easy to be friends with introverts. My husband is an introvert. Mm. And I have two kids, one of whom I would describe as an introvert. My daughter is an introvert and my son is an extrovert and he's very extra. And I love that about him. And even when he was little, he had a really big personality. And I would always say like, hey, I'd rather have a kid with a lot of personality that I have to like rein in than a kid who I'm like sticking with a stick, like get out there, you know, make so are you stick. Are you poking your daughter with a stick? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't know. I think that she's just always been very sweet. So I've never felt like she needed a push, but she did recently go through a big change, um, changing schools. Mm -hmm. And she has had to really put the effort out to be like, okay, I am going to make a friend today. I'm going to learn someone's name today. And she is incredibly uh, self-aware. And so she knew that on her own without me having to say, this is really what you need to do. Seeing an introvert change schools is harder than seeing an extrovert change schools, right? Because I, I'm like, oh, the extrovert's fine. <laughs> he's he's going to talk the ears off 10 people today. Yeah. That's interesting. That reminded me of when I started college at UCF. I remember intentionally being like, okay, I need to put myself out there. I want to meet new people. I'm going to learn the names. That's a problem for me too, is remembering people's names. I don't know if that's just a normal thing, but I... Like I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say next that I can never remember their name. So I remember intentionally trying to do that. And I did. I did make some friends. It was a lot of work, but I was ready for it. I was almost like I was like, you know, going to the gym. I'm going to do this. I got it. I got it. Okay. Flex my brain. What's your name? Hi. Right. Flex that in extroverted muscle. <laughs> That's a good point you brought up. That is something that I hear people say is, oh, you're being so extroverted right now. I don't feel like when I'm talking to people or interacting with people that I'm being more extroverted, I consider it being more outgoing. That's right. the term I like to use because I am not getting more energy when I am talking to more people. So it doesn't change me to be an extrovert, but I can be more outgoing. I am actually a shy introvert. So that's, I got, you know, I like being by myself and I'm shy in general. So it is tough for me in social situations, but I can be I can be outgoing and I can talk to people and I can have honest conversations with them, which is what I love to do the most is to have real conversations with people and get to know them on a personal level and not just the the weather conversations. So when are you introverted, Beth? Well, I'm always an extrovert. That's who I am. <laughs> but there are times when I choose to be alone or quiet or contemplative. And there are a lot of times that in order to get work done, I need to be by myself and I need to be thinking and focused. It doesn't mean I'm introverted, then I'm still an extrovert. 
It just means that I'm You're not alone. getting energy from being alone. You're not getting energy from that. So you're probably getting more drained by working alone. Yes. Uh, this just reminded me of a funny story. Well, I think it's funny. So, so the very first day, the very first activity at seminary is that you have an orientation because it's a whole new school and a whole new program and all that. So I walked into um, what is a small lecture hall, but it's the biggest lecture hall at this particular school. And I walk in and the room is almost empty. There are two people in the room. I just saw one person and I just went over and I sat literally right next to him. And to this day, he teases me about that because he's an introvert, right? And I was an extrovert and I was being extra. And I went over and I was like, hey, I'm Beth. It's great to meet you. What brings you to seminary? Did you ask their name first before you said it's nice to meet you? Probably. I probably paused. What's your name? And let him say his name. Okay. Um, But to this day, it's like, Beth, he'll, he'll even like say on Facebook, like, Beth, you don't have to use all the words. And I'll be like, but there are so many words. I want to use all the words. Don't you miss me giving you all my words? Uh, Because on that very first day, I just like, literally, there was so much space in the classroom and I didn't give this person any personal space Mm -hmm. at all. I went and sat right next to him. But you're still friends today. I I am friends with him. (laughs) So it was always this, like, you just like fitting your way in there. (laughs) Well, and then they, what they do is um, they actually put you in, small groups together and it's randomly assigned, but he and I ended up in a small group together. And so we, we really have become friends, but yeah, it's still fun to, to tease him about that because he is very introverted, which surprises me when I meet a pastor who is introverted because that is an extroverted profession, the way that, the way that I see it. Cause you've got to interact with a lot of people. You have to preach, you, you know, you're leading worship. So you're really out there in a lot of ways. Well, it surprises me how many pastors are actually introverts. They don't get energy from those parts of their calling or their job. Thank you for joining us today on uh, Discovering Our Scars. We want to remind you that you are welcome to leave a five-star review for our podcast. We would so love and appreciate that. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast app and scroll to the bottom of our podcast section, and there'll be five stars. All you have to do is hit that fifth star, and that's it done you've rated us if you want to give four we are not saying you can't but we would really love that fifth one a little bit more that fifth star is not going to cost you anything so we invite you to click on the fifth star also feel free to leave us a review and tell others what you're enjoying about these honest conversations it helps others find us on itunes and helps others be part of our honest conversations and we want to remind you the test that we talked about to find out what kind of personality type you have. It's called the Myers-Briggs something or other, but Google Myers-Briggs. And we'll also put a link to it in the show notes. So you can take that and learn about yourself as well. I also want to share with you that we're going to have a very special guest on our next episode. We actually will be joined by Vicki, who is the other part of DIY for homeowners. She's Steph's mom, and she's going to talk to us about all sorts of things uh, and I think that it'll be a great, honest conversation. Vicki is really, like Steph, is good at honest conversations. So I hope that you'll tune in for that one. At the end of each of our shows, we ask you all a question that we would love to hear you call in and answer. And we actually have someone that called in this week. So we're going to play that for you right now. Hey, Stephanie and Beth. This is LaDawn. Hey, LaDawn. I have a funny story. So I should, on Beth, 
about a week ago telling her there was this great show that she should watch. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that they had just released a new podcast called Don't (laughs) Shut On Yourself. Mm -mm. So sorry for shooting on you. I really, really like this show. And I think you would enjoy it too, Beth. Also, I will answer a previous question. I like to listen to your podcast when I'm cooking or cleaning the kitchen or if I'm in bed at night and my husband's asleep and I can't sleep. So I'll plug you in and listen quietly. (laughs) And um, sometimes I'll even listen to the podcast in a bus with one of you sitting next to me. Does that count as drooling on your shoulder? That's what I'm imagining. Listening to you, but you don't know. It was not not Steph on the bus. I'll tell you that. I really appreciate your podcast. It was not me. Wow, that was great. <laughs> so, is I what is the story on the bus? Ladon, Ladon, and I have been friends for a long time since our since our kids were little, and our oldest uh, will both be seniors in high school this year. So, we had to take a bus from Tallahassee down to Central Florida to pick up a group of kids who had been at an overnight camp for a week, and so. It was just she and I and and one other adult and the bus driver on this giant bus all the way down. And we weren't actually sitting right next to each other. We were uh, separated by an aisle. Like we oh, each had, I know. literally was imagining you <laughs> drooling on her shoulder as she's listening to your podcast. That's what I'm uh, that's not what I was drooling on myself only okay. while she apparently was listening to the podcast unbeknownst to me. Oh my me. gosh, it would have been great if she took a picture. And then sent it in. Oh, man, that would have been great for the show notes. Nobody wants to see a picture of me drawing. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Landon, for calling in. That was that was really entertaining. And again, we want to remind you, you are welcome to answer any of the questions that we ask on our podcast shows. Uh, But we do have a question today. Beth, what is it? Today's question is, do you like watching TV shows alone or with others? And what personality type are you? Yes, that would be awesome to know. So if you have an answer to that, please call in. Our number is 850-270-3308 and just call on your telephone and it will be a voicemail number that you can leave a voicemail. And now it's time for questions for reflection. These are questions we've put together based on today's show and you are welcome to answer them in your head on paper. We also have a PDF you can download from our website. But if uh, you want to answer them, you're welcome to. If not, we'll see you next time. Number one, how do you gain energy? Number two, if you are an introvert, describe what it feels like after spending time in a large group setting. What is it like for you if you're an extrovert? Number three, have you ever thought it was not okay to be your introverted or extroverted self? Why? Number four, does your profession match your personality type? This has been the Discovering Our Scars podcast. Thank you for joining us.